TYH Nation presents Emunah at Work with Label Schwartz, Episode 7, Moshe Schindler. How are you? Baruch Hashem, how are you, Label? Moshe Schindler, good long-time old friend of Label Schwartz. Isn't that crazy? You remember from the very beginning. Absolutely. Miracle, no? I'm actually entering or coming close to my 10th year from my first video. When I left Yeshiva, the last Gemara I did was Gemara in Kedushan. And the Gemara there says, And it was one of the last Gemaras I did. I did Kedushan last month. I was in Beis Meshkavaya, BMG. And I had typed it up and I put it in a frame and I left it on my desk. It could be I even showed it to you. And I did it because I remember at the time, I had friends going into real estate. I had friends going into nursing homes. I, and these guys in 15 minutes would make what I needed to work schlepping tripods for a year. And I said, it makes no difference. It has nothing to do with the industry you're in. And it's all about do what you love and the rest of the about Nishlam. My Roshiva says about Kalvinaki, he says that Kal means that there's no startup cost, there's low startup costs. Interesting. And Naki means that you don't have to lie. Some industries naturally have to have little deception in order for it to go through. We call it creativity, we call it other words, but Kalvanaki, and I, I feel blessed we're in the same space in many ways, that Kal, cameras you got, you know, you, there's not so much of a, of a startup Overhead, cost. Right. And then Naki is, you're doing great stuff helping people and there's not too much finagling. You know, right. you don't have to, you don't have to. And that's the, and that's the brilliance. But the, the funny thing that I find interesting is when you look at that 200 to $250 contract, does that Moshe, could he ever dream of this? No, honestly, it's, it's all a, I don't know where it came from. It's honestly, it's all Seattle Ishmael. I can't, I can't even take an iota of credit for it. I always dreamed big from a business perspective. I, I knew where I wanted to go. But I could say with confidence that how I got there had nothing to do with me. You saw this new book, Daily Dose of Betachen? Not yet. Okay. So David, Rabbi David Sutton. Looking for it. Fantastic, fantastic book. I saw just one quick thing. There's always a struggle between Ashtatlas and Betachen. Yes. You have to do your thing. But how do you then, and you have to do it wholeheartedly. With everything With every last, as if the world depends on it. Yes. But yet you still have to think that what you're doing has absolutely nothing to do with the outcome. It's a fan, and until I saw this piece, I, it was, it's always a struggle. It was a very fine line. So he says a fantastic marshal. He says, you need to get from point A to point B. What do you do? You buy an airplane ticket. Do you think that the airplane ticket is what's getting you from New York to Los Angeles? There's an airplane. There's a pilot. There's fuel. Yet you're buying an airplane ticket. If someone would take, if someone would just be dropped into this world and they would say, you need to get from New York to Los Angeles and you bought a ticket? Like what's wrong with you? Like this is what buy, I need? Buy, buy, get this a pilot, get a, get a plane, get, get, get gas, what are you doing? He says the Stadlas is the airplane ticket. You're getting that ticket and you're 100%, you're, that's the ticket that's getting you to, but you know in your mind 100% that it's the pilot, the airplane and the gas, but you're still buying the ticket. He says that's what a Stadlas is and he takes it a step further and he says that there are certain people who see tremendous you know, tzaddikim that did zero Stadlas and everything came to them. He says, what's up with those guys? He says, the pilot didn't get a ticket. He works for the airline. He says, those who are close to the revolution, those who are in the inner circle, they don't need a ticket. They don't need to do their status. They just, they get a free ride. I think it's such a brilliant, simple, but such a brilliant way of understanding the status, but talking tug of war, 
where you're doing something, but you know in your heart of hearts there's no chance that this ticket is getting you from New York to Los Angeles. I, I think it simplifies it, but it's, it's, it's so brilliant. So if you tell me, did I try to push to dream, you know, did I dream big? Did I want to get somewhere where I wasn't the only one working, where I wasn't everything falling on me, where I had a staff doing different pieces? I would have loved that. But how I got there has nothing to do with it. Do you see yourself still growing? Yeah. And, but that's more of a business conversation than it is Hashtalas uh, Betachen. No, my question is like this, because I feel like there's an innate drive in a person that is building that we got to here, but here's also not enough. How do you fulfill the, I made it, I got to where I want to be, but when you get there, you're still the same human being with the drive and the push and the vision. But there's... It's never an end. But there needs to be a balance. So I'll tell you, I, I think it works in Ruchnius, I think it works in Gashmias, is that by nature, people can't stay still. Because if you stay still, you go backwards, you, right? I mean, in swimming and in any, in anything, you can't, you have to tread, you have to do something. It's very hard to tread in life. So whether it's business, whether it's Ruchnius, there's never that point of satisfaction because there's always more you could do. Right. The balance is exactly that balance. In other words, you want to make sure that it's not overcoming your family life, your ruchnias, and so many other things. However, how do you do that balance? That's that's the part so, I'm having so, challenge. So, so the balance of business versus your ruchnias. Like, first of all, it, it, it's never there's never an easy answer. It's a minute to minute. You always it's, it's a struggle because you're always like, if only I take this phone call. But honestly, that phone call is what I'm talking. About. Right. So how do you deal with that phone there, call? Let's take this another direction. Okay. How do you have a savings account? Money. Right? There's never a month that you're gonna have extra hundred dollars. Never. Right. At least not for me. Yeah, during the month. So what happens? You take off the hundred dollars before the month, and then you have a savings account. So let's say, for example, when I come home from work, I put my phone on silent for an hour, I put it in a study. I don't even bring it to the to the, to the kitchen table. Do I miss five phone calls of four text messages? Yeah. But if I'm going to miss those regardless. So and I'm not going to miss them. I mean, they're going to come in regardless. So if I'm not going to force myself for one hour to spend time with my wife and my kids and do whatever, it's not going to happen. So I could easily miss Sadarim. I could easily miss Tfilos. I can easily miss a lot of things. If there are things that you could set in stone and say, this is when I live, then everything else is going to have to dance around it. Because I, I don't know how I managed two kids when I had one kid. I definitely didn't know how to manage two kids when I had three kids. And I was like, whoa, my gosh, how is this going to happen? It happens. It happens. Like, I, I remember when I first got married and I had my first one or two kids, and I remember calling up my Rebbe. And how I said, in the world? I said, how am I supposed to do this? I said, I have chavrusas. I need to grow a business, grow a family. I want to be a good Jew. Like, what am I supposed to do first? And when, okay, sleep is the one that gets, obviously, gets uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most. Sleep is just a luxury at this point. But, um, it, so, it, it honestly, I believe very strongly that in everything, whether it's business, family, learning, whatever it might be, exercise even. It's all that we make the time for. I always say lahavdal between us and the Gayim. It's if they would understand what we get into a day before I show up to a nine o'clock shoot. I had a six fifteen chavrusa. I had a shachris. I helped my kids get out to yeshiva, and then I'm showing up to the shoot where they had woken up ten minutes earlier. Right? We cram into a day what we need to get into the day. You know, and and then Kanaihar as a family grows. You have a child who needs a little more of this, a little you know, a little more of that. There, there's always things that come up. So. And for me, the biggest thing is that there are times that I carve out where I say, now I'm living. Whether that means taking my kids on a trip, whether it means an hour for myself, whether it means whatever it might be. I'll be honest, there are certain things I took with me from my days in Eretz Yisrael. I know I've gone through Tzvi Kaplan's yeshiva where he was, did not allow cell phones at all. 
not to say when I came to America, I didn't get a cell phone. That's how you turned out to be such a mensch. But what I did do, I got to give credit to my parents. Yeah. What I did do when I came back to America is I had a cell phone, but I limited it. Sadarm during Yeshiva Sadarm, my cell phone was in my pocket in the, in the coat room. Did I go check on it one, let's say one time? Yes, but it didn't come into my Spanish. In other words, I, I drew certain guidelines. Um, davening, I used to think like if I put it on airplane mode, like, oh my gosh, I might miss the most important call. Okay, I'll get a voicemail. Like I'm entitled to an hour shachar, so I'm entitled to that. This is the point that I think is so, when you said you have an hour, so that's my curiosity, because what's gonna happen? Right. Even when you take the time, how do you get the thing out of your mind to be fully present? So it, it's, it's difficult. I think it's very difficult, but I think that, I think that, and you should know, I'm almost thinking I want to almost start like a campaign these days because some of it is our fault as vendors that we answer people at all crazy that's hours of the day and night, right. Sundays, Fridays, Mr. Shabbos, there's never a break. Became the norm. But could we make an appeal out there for the world and say, please think twice before you text or call or email someone off hours. Let people live. It's an emergency, fine. But could we make a conscious effort? We're not asking anyone for money. Let's start a movement. Don't call, bother people. People need to live. We're killing our generation. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, we are killing our generation. You know what my son? My son is eight years old, and every day when he leaves to Yeshiva, he says, I give you a bracha, you should make enough money to you should never have to work again in your life. Every single morning, he tells me the same thing. And obviously, the, the Rebunch have set up a world where we work, and there's, there's, there's a say there of how people operate, but that, that idea of being totally present for our family. So it's, it's a state of mind, but honestly, I, I'm... I'm I'm always hungry to prove to myself that I still have a life. The piece that drives me crazy is when I, I, I come to a point where I feel I have no life. So long as I know I have control, where I could tune out even for an hour, two hours, then, that's, then I'm controlling my life. When I feel like I'm being attacked from all sides, from clients or workers, whatever it might be, employees, that's where I lose it because then I'm like, what am I doing with this for? Why, what where, I where am I going with this? As, as Yidin, we, we, we have an end goal. And it's not just to make them as much money as we could. I don't think I could close my business from August to September 1st. But we could all implement this on our own way, in our own way. Last year, I think there was five working days, or like four working in days. In September. Out. Yeah. Correct. So but there's it, a concept. It's interesting. Correct. God did build this thing into For the system. Us. But we need to use it. Correct. And it was working with front people, no one expects us to answer a text Friday night. Right? Right. From there, from there, not texting us, we're not responding. So... Why can't we extend that? Not only that, but the concept, I feel like so many things, people are like, oh, you need to take a day off a week. Guess what? We, we take it off. Someone thought of that. Right. You know what I mean? You need, sometimes you need to take a month break to really focus on yourself and really take care of yourself and your family. Guess what? Yeah. Someone thought of that. 100%. Sukkot, Pesach, Shavuos. Now the question is, do we use it? So I'll tell you something interesting, because even keeping family, religion, everything out of it, the best business ideas I've ever had came when I was away. When I'm calm, relaxed, not dealing with the minute-to-minute -minute pressures of business, that's when I had the best ideas. Sometimes the quiet, the space, the time is what allows you to be able to stop for a second, see where you're going, and make the right move. But this is a thing that I don't give myself. And of course, I have a great idea for you. I have a brilliant we're idea all, for you. like that. Right? But I need that too. What's it like to watch your guys grow? Employees? Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, I think that be, stepping out of business, where obviously we're a business that needs to make money, we're all human beings. And bringing that human angle to a job 
and seeing people be successful, growing in their job, growing in everything, in their ruchnius, in their ability to, to, to do what they do. We have a share every Friday in, in the office, a short little share. A friend of mine comes and gives the share. This has been going on for years. It's not even what he says or how long he's there, as much as that we're not just here for business. There's a higher calling that we're all part of. So it's a big movement in Lakewood and beyond where there's chavrusas that come in every day to offices and learn people. And it, it's, it's even stopping for mincha. It, these are, I mean, they always say mincha is, is the hardest filo, it's the most schar because you stop and smack all of your day. And knowing that and seeing that is fantastic. It means that above the dollar, above getting the job done, above the deadline and the client who's beating us up, there's something way more important than that. So that, I think that's that's fantastic. And seeing the, the, everyone who's by me for these amount of years now growing in all ways is, is, is just, it, it, it gives me more meaning because at the end of the day, I could look back whenever you, time my business is over or given over to my kids or sold or whatever might happen to it and be like, okay, so we pumped out 30,000 fantastic videos. We raised millions for Tzedakah. But I think the, above all is that we've, we've helped so many people grow. You know, sometimes it's their feeling. personal growth, their spiritual growth, it's very it's a, tied into the business. But it's also sometimes a detriment to the actual business. Yeah, you and I have had many right. conversations where you send people off there to sell, right? Correct. Because this is the right thing for them. Correct. 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 And it's uh, yeah, because you know what? I, I, I and I even tell my my employees all the time. Maybe my clients won't appreciate hearing it, but more important than my clients are my employees. That they, allows your clients to get their best experience. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But like I, my first responsibilities to my employees. How did we get started? We got started because we gifted a headshot at an event. Then you were probably one of the first people to ever invest in a label Schwartz headshot. Remember we went to that freezing cold garage, my neighbor's garage, and we hours this way, that way, yes. headshots, I didn't know what I was doing. And one time after the next, you helped us propel when we had questions, you were the one to call. I remember clearly asking, how do I get, um, give someone something that they refer to a client? You said, label, I'm telling you, you send the check. You send a check to thank you and you send them cash. Send for a babysitter. Them a, for a babysitter. Absolutely. From the beginning, you were helping propel. I've watched you work with your, with what some would call your competitors over and over together, have meetings together, figure out how to get the industry better. How do you work with so many people that are in your space and help propel them without any fear? So first of all, I, I'm a big believer since for many years that Meister doesn't only exist with money. And I don't sit there 10% of my time and I don't look at you or anyone else's Tadaka case, but I do believe that there's a certain level of helping others. I, I don't think a week has gone by in the last many months that I didn't meet or speak on the phone with someone new coming into the, into the industry, literally. Uh, and I would say for sure the last bunch of weeks I can remember. It's a busy time, boys coming back from right to school, girls coming back from right to school, people looking for jobs. Uh, literally every, every week for the last many weeks, I've been either in touch or either in person or by phone. Um, Baruch Hashem, I, I always wonder if the business wasn't as busy as it was, if we would all be as generous. So I can't take all the full it's credit for it. It's, right it's so fascinating. It's Baruch Hashem. It's such a, so big in demand. But not I, only that, but you're in a healthy place. Meaning right. I think all the time, like, right. well, you know, this idea. Everyone, yeah, everyone's, in, right, everyone's in a healthy it, place, Baruch right. Hashem. No, but I'll be honest. For, first and foremost, I have to give a lot of credit to Hanani Kramer. He's the Zaydi of the, uh, even though he looks younger than all of us combined, <laughs> he's a little bit the Zaydi of the industry. And he set a tremendous tone. I remember consulting with him early on also. I met him, I was like, well, scared. He's, you know, I'm, I'm like his competition. Yeah. I'm taking away business from him. He was so warm and so welcoming and so like helpful. 
And I remember making many comments like, oh, I'll process from Brunch. I'm like, oh, you think, you think you're going to take Parnassa from me? Like, I was thinking, like, who do you think you yeah, are? You. Like, right. you have no control over this. And, and like, okay, so you've got one of my clients. Great. Like, I, like, let me help you. Like, that was the way he was. And he really has set the tone for me and has been a tremendous role model for me. But I'll be honest that till today, there's so many people who have helped me and continue to help me, whether it's an HR question, whether it's a business question, whether it's a financial question. I believe that there's almost like this chiyah of paying it forward. In fact, the people I meet now who say thank you, I'm like, don't say thank you. Rather just pay it forward. So I don't find it hard because we're all in our own space. We'll have, we'll, we'll here and there, a client land up here over there, 100%. But first of all, as this series is all about, getting a client or losing a client has absolutely nothing to do. And in by the, the larger way, picture? It has nothing to do with it. So I believe do good and leave the rest up to God, you know, to some extent. By the way, I want to tell you something, um, it, you know, because I, I, sticking to your, your topic, I believe a big key, and I've been trying it more and more recently, is to continue to talk about and publicize the stories that happened to you. This is in the reason words, why I'm doing the whole thing. Because I'm telling you is that I could go through hundreds of stories where I mailed a check for taxes at 6 p.m., a random person paid by credit card, which means it cleared the next day, and it all worked out. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of there's stories where I ran up this path, you know, for months to try to get a client. The day it fell through, I was like, now what? I got six more clients that were worth so much more. And, and I think the only way to not get immune to it is to tell people. You meet someone and say, I got to tell you this great story. Some people don't see it. Some people don't, not that they don't have it, but they don't notice it, maybe. I read this from Ramayel Biderman. When Yaakov Avinu made his deal with Lavan, what was his deal? When he worked with him as a shepherd, he said, I want the spotted and the striped sheep. Why didn't he say, I want 20 sheep, 50 sheep, 100 sheep? Yaakov Avinu wanted to have an un, an, a non-set income so he will be 100% reliant on the Rebbe And he says there, he has a little asterisk, and he says, it doesn't mean if you have a salary job to go quit it, but it means to learn and even with the salary job, you, could you still need to get to have that point a place. where the rabbinish line is the one that's running your parnasa. And the whole point of spotted and, and striped are the not great ones. It doesn't make a difference. I'll take take whatever whatever the rabbinish line is going to But get. I want straight from Yanashen. Yes. And the craziest part is that we they we live that way, but that's why some people do little investments with their things. So that there is some sort of element of, you know, it's like any business owner, Gamara says clearly that a sailor has the most amuna. Why? He's constantly on this crazy ship. He's davening like crazy. Moshe, this was a perfect interview. I want to thank you. Okay. Um, That's my greatest pleasure. This and other episodes are available on our YouTube channel, on your favorite podcast platform, and on our website tyhnation.com